There was always music playing. My dad was always very proud of his stereo. And he had a, a vinyl collection of which he was fanatically protective. I and mean, it was absolutely drilled into us from toddlers on how to handle a vinyl record correctly. Uh, and one of the ones that we discovered was they had this charity All-Stars record from the 60s. And there were all sorts of bits and pieces on it. But one of the tracks that I discovered myself at probably about seven or eight years of age was, was Dusty Springfield, You Don't Have to Say You Love Me. It's incredible powerful voice that she had and I just listened and listened to it and I actually wound up uh, dis destroying that single track on the vinyl record just by playing it and playing it and playing it so whenever I whenever it comes up on the radio and for random reasons it always instantly takes me way way back to seven or eight years of age in the house uh, sneaking into dad's vinyl collection. My parents were ahead of their time. They were they were child uh, children of the 60s and very very progressive, um, very articulate people. They always uh, you know encouraged us to debate and talk in the house. Made us into lippy kids probably. Um, and Dad was always a, a techno geek. He still is. I mean he still writes professionally about um, gadgetry and technology. And you know, I remember all the modern guy. The first time I ever saw a word processor was. Uh, was in the house at home and literally the neighbours were coming in to see this magic voodoo device that could change words as you wrote them. Um, uh, so he's always been a sort of computer geek, technology geek. Well to me it always felt very normal. Uh, I mean we grew up in um, housing estates, we were in a housing estate in Blackrock for a long long time uh, and we were just used to having a permanently open front door and garage door and all the kids on the road would sort of hang out and it was a very safe and, and uh, uh, carefree environment for young kids. Well, I probably, um, I was probably a disappointment to my parents at that phase in my life because uh, we had three brothers together like beads on a string. I have one brother a year older than me and one brother a year younger. Um, and we were all reasonably smart, but um, I was just incredibly lazy. Not even lazy, more kind of rebellious. I mean, I would, I would attend school and clearly have some academic ability, but I would devote that to composing smart arsed essays to write to teachers and, and just not bothering um, with academic work. So, you know, my results were probably disappointing. I'd say I was an exasperating teenager for my uh, for my parents to deal with. They'd encouraged us to be outspoken and argumentative. And I'm, you know, when I was 16 or 17, they were they were probably regretting that. So I feel in hindsight that I probably went off the rails uh, a, a little bit. I certainly remember meeting my wife Lorraine for the first time. In fact, we were chatting about this last night and I was uh, under strict instructions never to tell the full and complete story, so I probably never will. But no, we, we, we met at a party in Dublin. At that stage, I was about uh, maybe 23, 24 years of age. So we've been together now for, for over 20 years. So we, we met at a party and we got on and we were chatting for a good while. And at some stage, I mean, I've, I've always been blessed with a reasonably good memory. And at one stage, I asked her her phone number early in the night. 
and I completely committed it to memory. And so he said when we parted company, um, I said, you know, look me. I was already working in the AA at that stage, and I just said, look, look me up. First page of the phone book, the AA. You can't miss it. Give me a call. And I left it for. I think nearly a week and then I was working in the AA on a Saturday afternoon taking breakdown rescue calls and I said to the guy I was working with I said I'm going to ring that girl I want to see her again so I'm going to ring that girl so I slipped into a private office and dialed the number and it was engaged as used to happen uh, and it turned out it was engaged because she was on hold on the other line she'd, she'd rung me so a little bit of serendipity and uh, we set up a first actual date and um, what became a uh, you know, what started as a casual relationship became more serious. We began seeing each other at weekends and, uh, hey, before you knew it, uh, we were we were together and we've, we've been together ever since. Everybody who's had kids will know this, but you simply don't appreciate just how life-changing it is when the, when the first little bundle of joy arrives into your life. The second and third kids are less disruptive. They're not the ones that stand your life uh, on its head. But I think there is an advantage to being young parents you've got you know you've got the energy to chase around after toddlers and now we're at the stage where you know we're still relatively young most of my peers and friends are, are in the nappy phase well i think it's one of life's illusions that you uh, you learn wisdom as you get old i mean i still feel uh, like a kid in lots of ways and I, i'm not sure I'm, any, I'm in any position to impart wisdom even my career was more accident than planning like when i when i interviewed for the aa first uh, the guy who became my boss asked me in all seriousness how much time I would be willing to devote to working in the AA, how long I would spend there. And I sort of cocked my arrogant head sideways at 19 years of age and said, realistically, probably six months. And, you know, here I am 22 or 23 years later, still working for the same organisation. So I don't know that you can plan things. The sister Sinead came later. So when I was small, it was three brothers together uh, and we were in the back seat of the car on long journeys down to Enniscrone in Sligo, where my father still lives. And all the time in the car, we sang. We literally would sing the record collection. And I can distinctly remember I must only have been about seven or eight years of age, having a, a row with the older brother about the order of the tracks on the David Bowie album Ziggy Stardust and the, the Spiders from Mars. Even now, however many years it is later, you know, 30 odd years later, I can sometimes hear a track on the radio and instantly I'm back in the car on a, on a summer's day in Ireland, driving the long, long drive down west to um, spend a, a few weeks down in Enniscrown. Didn't know what time it was, the lights were low, oh, oh. I leaned back on my radio, oh, oh. Some cat was laying down some rock and roll, that a soul he said. Then the loud sound that seemed to fight Came back like a slow voice on a wave of fight That one no DJ, that was hazy cosmic ties There's a starman waiting in the sky He'd like to come and meet us But he thinks he'd blow our minds There's a Cause he knows it's all worthwhile, he 
Stop that. 